soon realized that it's really the same band, just a different lineup and different style. Mm-hmm. So we brought it back into the Fake Your Own Death umbrella. Mm-hmm. And how do you, how would you describe the music in terms of how it's evolved compared to what we just heard? I just think it's a little bit more, um, I don't know what they're, I mean, it's, we're definitely still in that sort of moody sort of realm, mm-hmm. but um, all of the, the synthesizer sounds and all that have kind of taken the backseat to just more guitar, like just more rock. Um, we're definitely, um, you know, live. We're, we're, we've always been really dynamic and really loose and not necessarily like sound like a, a machine. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always, you know, I never wanted to like play with click tracks or anything like that. Even though I love a lot of those bands, it's just like our stuff is just a lot more, um, it has like a, a kind of a grungy feel to it. Like I said, mm-hmm. like I, I listened, did I say this already? Oh, the, no. I, I basically was like raised on Sonic Youth. Yes. And so like I, uh, I just felt like, you know, I wanted to go back to that feel. That, that, yes. That's how I first started off. That's how even Elephone first started off, my, my band that was going on a long time ago. Um, and so I just wanted to go back to that feel. Yes, and I hope that music does in general. I mean, it's great that we have all this technology now, but can I point out this board is from 1982? Yeah. It's got a game of Pong on the top of it there. Right? (laughs) It's had better days, but hey. um, Now, those things are built to last forever. Yeah, and I think it was like found on Craigslist or at a garage sale or something like over 10 years ago. That's crazy. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, we inherited it. That's wonderful. But, um, you know, we've got an up-to-date mixer. We have, you know, computerized stuff going on. But I think it's interesting how, you know, bands like the Foo Fighters, like they were kind of, you know, becoming bigger and bigger, but then they decided to start recording their albums in the garage using analog. Do you feel like that started a new trend? Yeah, well, you know, John Vanderslice and Tiny Telephone kind of uh, been doing that forever. Mm. And that's been a huge influence over the whole San Francisco music scene as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And even when they're running things through ones and zeros, it's mm-hmm. all going back onto these analog tape machines right. in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, I think that's a sound. You know, like I did a whole record with um, doing that. Like, where we, you know, the first Figure on Death record was actually done in a, in a big studio, but it was all through... Um, all on tape machines and then, you know, into Pro Tools and back on the tape machines. Mm-hmm. And it makes it sound different. I know that they can, they, you know, everyone tells me that, you know, Pro Tools has gotten to the point now where it can kind of mm. uh, do that sound without actually doing it. And maybe that's true. But it's sort of like, uh, you know, listening to something on a on a record player versus a CD. Like it's, yeah. I, I hear something different. Do you? And also, it's a, you know, if you have limitations in the studio, you, you record differently. Like, you allow there to be more space and you don't necessarily try to throw the whole kitchen sink at it. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was really cool. You know, when I was growing up, like we used to do recordings on four tracks and like make the most of it. And, you know, recently our, our last EP we did, we recorded, um, in, uh, in a rehearsal studio with just like two mics on the drums and just use really good compressors and stuff. But the whole thing was just, um, real lo-fi and, and that <laughs> gave it a, a feel that I think is really kind of, urgent sounding it sounds sounds really like um like there's the space the, the space is collapsed between like the listener and the and the, and the music itself mm-hmm. 
Ooh, that sounds awesome. And in terms of this new material that you're recording, is that more not in the rehearsal studio, but like in the pleasure of your own home? <laughs> yeah, I mean, convenient. we haven't totally decided. I'm I'm actually working with a couple of different producers right now, and um, the uh, one of them is our uh, our studio mate, you know, our rehearsal studio mate that uh, he's got the whole setup in there. So we said we are mm-hmm. doing stuff in there. We're also doing stuff out in um, East Bay. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're going to figure that out, but I don't think we're going to go for a, a hi-fi sound for sure. We, we're going to keep it kind of organic sounding. This might be a weird question and you can take it however you want to take it. Are there still bands in San Francisco, like based in San Francisco, or is it pretty much like outsourcing now? So, I, I, my New Year's resolution was to not talk shit about other people anymore. <laughs> but the, uh, or, you know, here we go. Or, you know, fan, or same, here we like, go. I, I've become really, like, kind of bitter. But the, uh, the reality is, um, I meet, I, I know bands that live in San Francisco. I mean, like, uh, my drummer lives in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just people that are scrappy. They figured out ways, like, you know, you were telling me you still live here. Yes. And people have figured out ways to just hold on to their apartments and, you know, secret studios off Cesar Chavez is still rocking in there and it's always full. So there's bands here for sure. Good. But there's also a lot of bands that are popping up from, um, this whole, the whole Silicon Valley takeover and you see them cause you'll go to bottom of the hill and they have a full lighting rig with lasers and like all this stuff. And you're like, wow, you're like a, this little baby band is just opening up for us. <laughs> what are you doing? And it's like, they've invested, you know, $20,000 in this whole system. What? And obviously they have, you know, somebody in the band has a big salary oh. and this is how they, that was, that was their starting point. You know, they started with technology and then went to the music. Interesting. I, uh, I never had that approach. Like I still, don't even write songs on the computer. Like, you know, every, most bands these days just record, you know, tracks mm-hmm. on the computer and, the, mm-hmm. and then overlap them. And then they come up with a song that way. Wow. I still do it with the band, the live band. And we, we write that way. And then, so we don't bring it to the technology until it's pretty refined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. I didn't, I guess I haven't experienced that cause I'm mostly going to see, you know, bands like you or, you know, some of the bigger stadium shows or at the Warfield, but I get what you're saying. I mean, sometimes the, the opening acts, they have the synthesizer and they have the whole, you know, theater performance. And you're like, wait, I'm here to see the damned. What's going on? Oh my God. I want to hear that show so bad. <laughs> oh, I love, I tell you, I love the damned. In my original bio, I wrote down that that was a huge influence. And like, everyone's like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, the damned were so good. <laughs> They're still really good. Um, I went, I saw him when I was a teenager and then I, I think when I moved to the Bay area, I'm not from here originally, I saw him again. And then it was like a period of eight to 10 years went by and I was like, they're still around. I'm going to see them. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I had older friends. I, we all worked at this golf course and we used to just kind of hang out there all day and not work. And I had a lot of <laughs> older friends who, uh, mm-hmm. used to go into, and I, this was in LA, mm-hmm. used to go into Hollywood and, um, the damned was like one of the biggest bands they would always talk about so i was always super like turned on by the clash and the damned and yes. all these british bands that are coming over mm-hmm. the good times who else did you see <laughs> ever in my life the sex pistols no i never saw I, I, like like the oldest thing i saw is who's could do oh, i was I super young but I, I got to go down to um i think it was the roxy actually oh, nice. um with some friends mm-hmm. and it was either like an 18 over show or something, whatever it was, I snuck in. I had some kind of fake ID and I Me was able too. to, um, 
to see them and <laughs> it blew me away and the, the awesome thing about it is just two years ago at noise pop figure on death opened for bob mold um, at bottom of the hill oh yeah he's coming right bob mold he's coming again but mm-hmm. last time we played we, we, we opened for him and um cool. And they actually, and it wasn't Bob Mould, it was Sugar. Remember that band Sugar that they did for a while? Mm-mm. After Who's Could Do, he, did a, he had a project called Sugar, which is just like two albums, I think. And they, they played as Sugar. And they played the whole record, um, like their, you know, essential record. And it was amazing. It was just as amazing when I saw, as when I saw Who's Could Do. That's amazing. Are there any good shows coming up that we should know about? <laughs> Yours, um, of course. <laughs> well, yeah, when we book them. Um, TBD. You, you know, I've been kind of out of it, but I, I know that we were trying. We, we last year, maybe it was two years ago, mm-hmm. we played with Gang of Four when they oh, came through. They're so great. The yeah. new lineup. And even is though like... it's just the guitar player, right? And it's kind of weird to see like a very young guy like singing the song. Like it's it's not you know, but he he sounds just like them, and it's uh, they're still great. This, and that, that's uh, like in yeah. a couple of weeks. We, yes. Yeah. Beginning of February. It's funny because I was lucky enough to see, I think maybe one of the last tours they did with the original lineup mm-hmm. when I was in, I think I was in high school. No, I was in college. And then when I moved here, you know, there was another period of five to 10 years and then they like came back, came back. And then I was like, Oh, I got to interview them. And I got to go on the tour bus and talk to him, talk to Andy. And then the guys were like brushing their teeth. They were just like super chill, like laid yeah. back. He still is, you know, like yeah. we were hanging out. We played at uh, the new parish in Oakland. He was like, where do I get something to eat? And I'm like, oh, let's go walk down the street. <laughs> I know where to go. <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, that's, it's kind of rare, but it still exists. Like people will just, you know. Well, also like, you know, he's, you know, in a sense, I guess they're cashing in on their celebrity from, 20 years ago, but yeah. the, the fact that he's still doing it mm-hmm. and, you know, still just like, um, really working class about it. And yeah. just like, like when I saw Peter Murphy, it's like the same thing. It was like, Peter Murphy's not traveling with an entourage and play, like he's playing these small little places. Like mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. did he do the chapel thing? Did that ever happen? I don't know. I don't think that happened. I don't think it happened because he got immigration issues, but he had played, uh, <sighs> in Oakland before that. It was just cool just to see this guy who's probably 60 at this point, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. just, you know, banging it out like he was just a, a, a band playing in clubs. What happened at that venue, though? Didn't he get arrested? Oh, yeah. That, that was in <laughs> Europe somewhere. Yeah, he's like class of the sound guy. Something moronic. <laughs> I don't know. Something, something happened there. Um, I did want to see Echo and the Bunnymen. I saw them a couple of years ago, and it was great at the Regency. Yeah. But then I didn't make it to the show at the Masonic. It was like on a Monday or something. I don't yeah, know what exactly. happened. I had seen them before that at the um, river. That, what's that? Winery, Mount Winery. Oh yeah, I went there yeah. too this last year. And uh, you know, a friend had was able to get us to go be able to hang out on the side of the stage and back. So it was, I was so excited. Like I love this band, and uh, Ian McCullough was just so drunk. I mean, just oh, so drunk, like, and, and like literally had a bar on stage with him. So like every time he wasn't singing, he was back at the bar and just sort of like, you know, barely singing and kind of mumbling through the words. And wow. so I don't know, that, that was just my experience. That's crazy. Yeah. So it wasn't a good experience. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, uh, there were some moments. Yeah. yeah. That's a I bummer. I was disappointed on the overall experience. Bummer. Uh, well, anyways, here's to 2019 and some great experiences. Yeah. Um, any uh, New Year's resolutions that you want to share with us? Yeah, you know, just in general, like 
I'm tired of complaining about what's happening in San Francisco. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like every conversation ends up there. Yeah. And I just want to stop doing that. Yes. I just want to like be more present and like what's, you know, what's great about it still and being in the moment of it. Mutiny Radio, still kicking exactly. it. Exactly. I don't Look know how we're place. doing it. How are we still here? But we are. The story of this place, too, <laughs> as an actual employee mutiny. Yeah. Over the guy who was running it, who was like, yeah. ripped everybody off. I mean, this is a great story. It was. And I literally started here, like, right as that was as that was taking place. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. <laughs> but, I'm, you know, I, I rode through it as, as long as I could. And, you know, and we have better management now. Cause, yeah. You know, it's, now, this neighborhood is still great, you know. Like, yeah. I used to live right by the J&P and hang out there, Omotate. Um, <sighs> Know, good all stuff the coffee you can drink in the world and then you got 24th street which is still old mission i mean yeah. it's not you know 24th street has changed some restaurants and that but it's right. so eclectic it really and is it's still so hispanic and it's it's awesome did you ever go to papalotes yeah oh yeah it's still there yeah i just that's like uh yeah. that, that's almost a franchise now yes like he's places. got but i do love two it of them. and then yeah. he's he's starting to do a food truck now obviously i'm a fan yeah but <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. I just, I think I'm more wary of, or more aware of where I'm putting my money at. And I try to like support those people, right. cool. you know, cause is that your resolution? What's yes. your resolution? My resolution is be healthy, be happy, um, be open to, you know, trying new things, having new experiences, all that boring shit. Yeah, that's no, good. <laughs> I also want to stop losing things. Like, yeah. I lost my glasses two days ago. No. So I'm walking around with no. sunglasses on 24 hours a day. I was like, is he okay? What's <laughs> going on? It's, I mean, like, I feel like I have to explain it to every, everywhere I walk in. I'm getting a cup of coffee, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm wearing sunglasses. It's it's 10 at night. I get it, but it's, I lost my glasses. So, Wait, yeah. are they the, the reflection or the ones that change during the day? What are those called? No, no, these are just straight. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. They... <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Splendor. No, these are just my sunglasses, but they're prescriptions, so I can wear them. So I'm basically just waiting it out till I can get a new pair. And those those aren't cheap, from what I've heard. Nope. Fingers crossed for you. Should we play another song, uh, an oldie, or did you want to play something for us? Um, why don't we play another song first? Yeah. So I tune up. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to play something? Uh, are you asking me what song to play? Headphones is on the the list. Mouth to speak, Tijuana. Um, why don't we play uh, Mouth to Speak? Because that's a uh, that was like our original sort of like breakout song. Nice, Mouth to Speak. It is. Open my mouth to speak, but it's all day. 
the next song i'm sure it's great (laughs) that was the best part (laughs) yeah so how did those songs come to be what was the songwriting process like well we're going back to the beginning of the band yeah um it uh i had met up so i've been writing i was in a band called elephone Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we had this long like really gross sort of like implosion um after we had gotten a record deal and it um just like got sour everybody got mad and it just it, we just had to get out of it yeah. but in in that time i, I kept writing I, I had written a lot of the songs for elephone and i kept writing songs that i just wasn't ready to to share with that band because i was so like kind of bitter about it so i had all these songs so then um as soon as it broke up i got together with a drummer named dave lentz and um he knew another um kind of multi-instrumentalist named keith ensign mm-hmm. And we, we put together this three-piece band, and we started recording. We started recording with a producer named Sean Beresford. And um, oddly enough, he had access to a studio inside Peter Getty's mansion oh, in wow. Pack Heights because um, <laughs> Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye Blind oh, yeah. lived there. Oh, nice. And <laughs> so Sean had access to it because he was managing the studio. And so we'd go in there at, like, midnight, uh-huh. and we'd take over the studio, and that's how we recorded it. Uh-huh. And uh, we did, you know, most of those, those songs are just like quick takes, but they um, it took a long time to do because we could only get in there when it wasn't being used. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of a, a nice backstory. Is Peter the son of John Paul? Or I the guess so. I think he's like the black sheep of the family. I, I was there once and he threw a party uh-huh. and it was nuts. It was <laughs> like, I mean... I'm not, to- I shouldn't say anything, but I, I think, it, <laughs> but the things that were going on there were like, uh-huh. it's like Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. It definitely was. And he, uh, and he just sat in his room the whole time, like Great Gatsby. Interesting. Because the studio was right across from his room. So I saw him. He never came out, never like 
you know, walked around and talked to the guests. I feel like there's a lot of mental illness with people who have money. Not sure what the parallel is there, but sounds like it was a hoot. (laughs) But the, uh, the experience was great. And I, I still, um, Sean Mm -hmm. and I still talk a lot now and we're uh, talking about working together again. So it's going to be awesome. That's amazing. So where do you see the band going over the next few years? You know, I mean, the whole idea of world domination is sort of like flown for me. Like I, <laughs> I, I used to really feel like this is, this band, you know, should be, um, doing everything and mm-hmm, we should be mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. And that was our attitude. And, um, but I think over time I just sort of like got to the point where I just don't want to market or sell or process or buy anything. And I've sort of like, we've kind of kept it sort of like as this um, small community sort of uh, we're going to do everything ourselves, you know, village mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. atmosphere. And so where it goes is, is just, we're just broadening the circle. We're just bringing more people in and we want to do a tour of Europe. That's, that's our plan for this next album. Like we do the album and then we'll do a, a European tour. Um, but it's not in place yet. And um, you know, as far as I know, we're going to do some festivals and play regional tours. Um, we just keep going, you know, it's like a, I can't like, even when I think like, oh, maybe we should give it a rest. Like something always keeps us from leaving. We always come back into it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like lifers. Yes. I think that happens here at the station too. I'm like, oh, do we have to keep doing this? <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, like I got into this festival and now oh, I got that interview, you know, like little bits and pieces here and there. I'm like, yeah. well, that's why I'm still here. Like if I wasn't getting anything out of it, why would we still be doing what we're doing? Yeah. And it does get, I mean, like, I think a lot of people get discouraged, you know, Mm -hmm. especially the whole industry has like lost a way to monetize most of like, um, at least indie rock. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. So I just threw all that out. Like, I just don't care about any of that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. now I I only do it for the purity of like writing, recording and playing and, and that's it. I have other ways to like, you know, take care of myself. Woohoo! Amen for eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, I didn't choose eighth grade. <laughs> kind of chose me. Oh, were they like, you're being punished, so you get to do the last year of middle school? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's a great school. I actually have awesome students. It's a progressive school. But it's, uh, yeah, it's just a cool job because it gives me a lot of freedom in the summer and like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, other times to work on music and very creative job you know teaching mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm actually like writing a piece right now about how we've framed teachers as these people who are martyrs and that's like the wrong way to do it because you're attracting the wrong people mm-hmm. teachers should be like artists they should be cool yes it should, it should be seen as a cool job um and it is it's like it's just framed by society in, in that way so you know i don't code shift between being you know, dude in a van driving up to Portland <laughs> to being in the classroom discussing, you know, Plato. It's the same, same person. Wait, Plato or Plato? Both. Depends on the day. <laughs> we can talk about Plato's forms with, with Plato. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I miss school, but then other times I'm like, I can't stand this. Yeah, that's the problem. Like our whole school system is like one that Mm -hmm. everybody's like, school sucks. Let's get out. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's not always like that in other countries. Like it it doesn't have to be that way in Europe. Uh, or is it, uh, UK, they get like a gap year after they, before they go to college. 
something like that. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like I would have benefited from that. I mean, I kind of did that for a summer, but I think it would have been great to do right. that for a year. And also like if you didn't go into massive debt to go to college. That too. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. never pay off my college loans. Really? And the reality is like, uh, my wife's German and it's like, if, uh, we been in Germany or, you know, if she would have stayed in Germany and grown up there, mm-hmm. she would have gone to college for free. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Yeah. But um, I think now if you live in, if you're a resident of San Francisco, community college is free, right? I heard that. That's awesome. I know they're trying to do it in New York too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got pretty lucky. I got to go to school for, I got to go to community college for free and then I got grants for um, college as well. But that's only because I had one sole parent who was the provider. So that kind of worked out for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean... The idea that community college should be free for everybody is yeah. like, it's just an obvious thing. That's what Bernie Sanders was running on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's so great. I mean, I, you know, as much as I get down about San Francisco, sometimes I do always remember that this is such a progressive place. Yes. And California is such a rebellious state right now. Just being from California is badass. Yeah. Loving it. Loving it. Keep, keep on keeping on, as they say. Um, are you going to the women's march? <laughs> Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you an invite. I have uh, to, uh, start reading uh, newspapers again. I like been on a two week break. I've just been like, yeah. I've yeah. Been no, it's in other things. I have to say during the holidays, I didn't, my, it's funny. My, I was, uh, in Los Angeles where my family is and they don't have a TV. So I was just not watching CNN. I mean, I had my phone, but it was like, I felt like I was cut off. And then yeah. when I came back, I was like, Oh God. Here we go. (laughs) I tried to purposely cut myself off because I didn't go anywhere. And so Mm -hmm. I just wanted to have like a staycation. And because I live down at the beach now, I can kind of like, you know, really feel like I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Nice. Just read books and working on music and stuff. So I tried to stay out of it. How, how, what age did you feel like you wanted to do that? Like just kind of go away from it all. I, I, you know, it's always been up in the air. Like even when I moved to San Francisco, I was living in, um, Silver Lake down in Los Angeles oh, nice. and, uh, I was playing in a, a, a punk band called 12 and counting at the time. And we, mm-hmm. uh, we would tour through here all the time. And I was like, oh, I, I love, you know, all of Northern California, but I don't want to live in another city. So I was going to go to Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And then I got there and I was like, Santa Cruz is kind of like this, like faux hippie town with, yes. uh, I shouldn't say that, but whatever it, it was, it didn't fit for me. And then, so then I came up here and I actually lived in the tenderloin for right a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, were, what was the question? My question <laughs> oh, when was, did I to, to, yeah. When did now, you decide to I just kind of, you know, like I said, like I lived in the mission. I lived right on the corner from here mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, we just got priced out, you know, and then through the school I worked at, um, somebody heard about this house that was up for rent and it was a little too much for me, but it was like, it was on the beach in Pacifica. I'd never been to Pacifica. I was like, oh, I'm going to check it out. Mm-hmm. And I went down there and the house was okay, but I loved the location. There was a trail right from my front yard. It goes all the way up to what's called Maury Point. It's just okay. like this cool little spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Let's go back and talk to the guy. And so we talked to him and I'm like, oh, well, we can't really afford the rent. He's like, how much can you afford? I'm like, well, this is what I'm paying. He's like, okay, but you got to sign now. I'm like, what? I'm like, well, <laughs> we have a cat and you said no pets. He's like, fine, sign now. I'm like, we haven't oh even told our like landlord and, and mission, but we did it. We're just like, fuck it. We just signed it. And then we came back and we told our landlord. And she's like, hell yeah, I'll have a party and double the rent. So it was like, no big deal. So we just like, so it didn't really, it wasn't a choice so much as it was just this thing that happened. But now I really like it. 
There's a cool little punk rock bar out there called Winters. I've heard of it, Winters Tavern. Yeah. A lot of That's bands about play it. there. You got Winters, you got a, a Grill, Taqueria. Ooh. Um, nothing else. I might have to pay a visit <laughs> <laughs> when it gets warmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it seems like it's going to be a busy uh, couple months. Like there's just a lot of events happening. Um, you know, uh, Noise Pop is going to be happening, so that'll be good. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. Have you heard, have you heard of a band called Monochrome Set from the eighties? It 80s? was a band called Monochrome. Mm-hmm. Monochrome mm-hmm. Set. Yeah, know. they were kind of like obscure. I want to say alternative eighties because they were definitely not popular. But I don't know. I've kind of been into them over the years, and then all of a sudden I saw they were like actually touring like the states. So I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. So I'm go. I'm really curious, like how it's going to be where's live. That, where's that show? It's going to be at the rickshaw stop on March 8th. Oh, awesome. So definitely yeah, I'll check it out. recommended. And um, did you want to play another song? Yeah. Can we try something off the EP that came out last year? Um, you is it on here? I don't know if that's on here. Yeah. Oh, wait. El, Ter- El Terrible? No, it's uh, after that. It's called um, uh, Shortest Poem, Haste to Lose. It's like a big kind of like flaming monster on the cover. Maybe it's hidden from view. <laughs> this song, We're All Just Children, uh, all just children. was just kind of came out of a jam in the studio. Like I'd been listening to a lot of Nick Cave at the time, and um, I went and saw the show at... Uh, Berkeley what's it called? Oh, Greek yeah. and it was like life changing was it? it was like going to you know the holiest holiest holy place <laughs> and I mean he's this old guy just like jumping in the audience grabbing people by the throat and singing down their the, the, into their faces and scaring the fuck out of people <laughs> and it. Um, it was awesome and so um, I wanted to just do a song kind of in that spirit that's mm-hmm. a little bit kind of a, of a trance and it's a sort of a just a story I see. I'm just going to think somebody's trying to shove the microphone down my throat. How's that? Good. That's the effect we want.
was a nice one. I feel like this is stuff I, sh- I should have been listening to. So now I will. Well, like this EP kind of eked out this year and, um, you know, it, it got reviewed here and there, but um, we didn't really have a label um, this time around. And so it, it sort of like came and went, which is um, which is sad. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah. uh, it's still alive. Like we're um, still playing those songs. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Nice. And um, so hopefully you'll be doing some shows in February. Yeah, I mean more more March probably, but March, it, 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 end of February, beginning of March. I mean, people are still filling up their calendars, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. There's still the it's, rest uh, of the year. You know, there's a lot of like good shows coming up, the independent and stuff that yes. we, were, we were looking to to get sports slots for. So, do you like the coat hangers? Yeah. I really like them. I went to this festival. You probably remember it, Potrero del Sol. Oh, yeah. They don't do that anymore, right? They don't. So I think I went to the last year that they did it, and I was like, whoa, this is like, I wish all festivals were like this. Well, it's like also right here, right? It's yeah. like the skateboard park mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. It was so organic and yes. you know, not commercial in any way. Yes. Um, it was great. God, I miss that. Those guys, um, what's their blog site called? Barry Bridge. Those guys did it. Oh, yeah. okay. I but should follow I guess, them. I think they just lost a lot of money. I can imagine it's expensive to get like the permit and all that yeah. stuff, right? I'm thinking in Iowa, it's probably a lot easier to do that. Well, the Iowa one's more like noise pop. It's in multiple venues all over the city. Oh, neat. So um, I don't know if they're making money, but I mean, it's it's probably cheaper, yeah. Yeah, and they do, it used to be us doing the block party, but now it's noise pop doing a yeah, block party yeah. during the summer. Yeah, no, that's cool. I went last year. Oh, that was cool. Uh, who played last year that was good? Uh, I can't remember. I mean, I remember <laughs> seeing um, uh, Tao and the Get Down Stay Down two years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember. It was somebody. Yeah, somebody <laughs> it was did. somebody memorable. <laughs> there was one band I remember that was like 12-year-old kids up there. That was kind of insane. Oh, wow. They tend to like, at that festival, they tend to like get a little... Um, they take risks. Like there's some there's some stuff that's not, you know, high profile stuff for noise pop to you know, like they do some some stuff that they wouldn't normally do. Risks cool. are fantastic. Yeah. And I think that's what's missing from the bigger festivals now. I look at the lineup and I'm like, Nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so much mo- it's all about like how much money they can make. I think it's just so expensive right? to do it. You know, I mean Treasure Island's just decided to close doors. Oh, was was this year the last or last oh, maybe year? Maybe that's not maybe that's not public. I don't know. Uh, but I, 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 it, they, I never went. So as far as I know, it's done. Like I, I talked to um, the promoters recently. Yeah. Because um, they changed locations in Oakland, and it was cool. It was really cool. Um, but um, I think they just lost a lot of money. Yeah. It's all down to the money. Well, I'm okay with the small festivals here and there, but the big festival that I really enjoyed was Riot Fest, and I didn't go last year. I went the year before, and it was like. I went to, I saw New Order, Ministry, uh, Queens of the Stone Age. So it was more like, you know, kind of like how Warp Tour mixed uh, with like a little bit of 80s in there. Is it a touring there. festival? Um, it used to be. I think now they're just staying in Chicago, but I think before they did like Denver and then they did, I don't know if they did Texas, but they did a couple other spots, you know, over the years, but then they figured out, oh, we'll just stay in one spot. and Yeah, like Lollapalooza did eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about, you know, the idea of going to Europe this summer after our, our record comes out because there's so many festivals there and it's so yeah. easy to do there and they're so calm and just like 
you know, everybody plays them. Like you go to these things and you'll see like everybody who's on tour at this festival. It's great. Did you ever go to Glastonbury? I've never. No. Oh, me neither. I don't know how I would do it. I mean, it just seems like never ending stages and music and fun. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're in another country, I can tolerate that. Like, like yeah. if I'm here and I have to like race from one stage to the other, yeah. it's like a mob. Like I mm. get claustrophobic right away. There's something about Europeans; they're just like so cool and chill about it that like they people really aren't are. fighting to get up front and stuff. That's yeah. really true. I didn't think about that. Oh, you know what's what's a good one? And what's the one in Barcelona that's really popular? That one sometimes has a really good yeah, lineup. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I'm not going to be able to recall these names, but <laughs> I do know there's a festival in Barcelona. Yeah, we'll look it up later, but um, that one, maybe one of these days, I'll make it there. Um, oh, yeah, I was going to ask you, what what was it like when you were in Berlin? Um, how would you compare it to uh, San Francisco? Is it definitely, you know, they're kind of out there. Well, Berlin is amazing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. actually pretty cheap compared to the rest of Germany and the rest of Europe it's, oh, wow. it's this whole like East meets West thing uh-huh, and uh-huh. they're still getting over it's like there are literally whole buildings that are just nobody knows who owns it so it's, people are just squatting there wow. and they've built bars into it and venues into it mm-hmm. there's live music everywhere in Berlin and there's also a huge DJ scene like the biggest probably um, you know after hour stuff so it's like all that's happening at the same time mm-hmm. And it's just really international. You hear so many languages there. Everybody speaks English. You don't have to worry about anything. Uh-huh. But the, uh, um, it feels sort of like history is everywhere. You just see like, you know, there'll be like a, you know, a statue of, of Stalin, you know, mm-hmm. and then you'll see a Jewish cemetery. And then there's like, you know, the pieces of the Berlin Wall that's, that are still up. And some sometimes the bars are built right into these places, these bombed out buildings. And there's a bar built in it. So you're like there. And it's like, you, know, you just feel like, the actual history so i loved it um i was there for maybe two two and a half months and um that's where i you know i'd written a bunch of these songs um i was actually i lived above a bar called white trash tattoo <laughs> which is like a venue slash uh hamburger joint um it was cool yeah how was the food <laughs> Well, I mean, everybody eats these Donner kebab things that you, uh, mm-hmm. on the, you know, from little street carts. Yeah. Um, but like I eat amazing Thai food, you know, mm. in Berlin, like it's just really international. You get great pizza, everything. Nice. Okay. It's going to be on my list for the next five years. <laughs> it's a very easy place to, um, to go to because it's, it's cheap and you can get, you know, you can stay places cheap and so much to see. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you were to ha- open for, you know, what, some of the bands that we talked about earlier, The Damned or The Clash are no longer around, obviously, but somebody who's still around, who would you choose? Um, I always thought that our music would go really well with the drums of England. Um, oh, I have to check them out. Sort of like, uh, you know, I've, I'm feeling that um, we would be we can kind of uh, go back and forth between sort of this straight kind of indie rock mm-hmm. kind of shoegazy um, film school, you know, kind of, kind of music. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. but then also like this real post-punk um, stuff that, that's starting to come out too. Um, you know, if I had, you know, if, if we could go back in time, you know, opening for the Stooges would be yes. amazing for us. You know? I think I saw the last tour that they did 2011. 
2012. So good. (laughs) He's still, I mean, Iggy's still at it, but it was cool to see like the studios before he decided to work with Queens of the Stone Age and all that. I saw that tour with uh, Josh Homme and all that. That was great. And it was like, he said it was his farewell tour, but who knows? Like he'll he'll come back next year. I mean, he's just like, every time you see him, you're like, he's still full of life. Yeah, Yeah. And, um, yeah, and he, I guess he's doing, you know, the collaborations, and I think he's like he's actually a, a radio show host in the UK, right? I think I heard that. Yeah, I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's inspiring. Just cute, you know. There's a, there's a future out he's there. He said, you know, there's something superhuman about him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but just the vibe. This I, I like this whole like dangerous on like I used to see the Jesus lizard like back in the day, and like they would like come out in the audience and like punch people and then get back <laughs> on stage. It was like, that was the punk rock that I grew up with was like this sort of, you know, late 80s, early 90s kind of punk rock that um, you didn't know was going to happen, right? Hmm. I mean, it was like, it could be a riot in, in the place. And I feel like every show with the studios must have been like that. I never, oh, yeah. I never got to see him. I wasn't old enough. But, you know, I mean, here he's like cutting himself with razor blades on stage, <laughs> and like bleeding on the audience and that kind of thing. I think it, it's just... It's what's missing from rock and roll in lots of ways. I think it's become a little too refined, a little. And I, I get there's a there's a you know place in time for bands to, um, you know, not uh, go over the top and just play music. But I like the idea that um, it used to be there used to be a danger factor on stage. Yeah, that that danger factor, the artistry. I would call it artistry. Like, it's not just, you know, they stand there the whole time and look at you and don't even, like, introduce themselves or have a conversation yeah. with the audience. It's just like they show up, they do a job, and then they leave. It's like... There's someone laughing maniacally. In, in <laughs> What's right going on? We want to know. Is it Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Something bad happened. No. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's really hilarious. Well, thanks for coming on down. Um, did you want to play one more song to close this out? Yeah. Do you want me to play? Should I play a song? Yeah. Yeah. Play a song. Okay. That sounds good. And um, yeah. So if you're just tuning in or listening so at a later time. We'll see how this works. Let's see how this works. But, um, on the EP we came out last year, mm-hmm. there was a, a song called Bottles which is just um, acoustic guitar. And uh, I thought I would try to reproduce it. Oh, the skin. 
thinking I'm hurt down too Underneath an empty room Further down a wrecking crew Further still zoo And I don't like being tricked about being alive Kick my body out right next to mine This is not my circus, but I see it coming too. It's a song that's sad, not you. You've been conned. All those faces I never get. All those numbers don't forget. Bottles and bottles for fitting in. Bottles and bottles and bottles. Tragic joke academy Punch drunk misspoke apology And I don't like being tricked about being alive Kick my body out right next to mine Low in a vacuum Underneath an empty room Further down a wrecking crew If I step down off this curb, I might disappear. And if I step down off this curb, I might disappear. Kick my body out right next to mine. Because I don't like being tricked about being alive. Circus, but I see it coming too. It's the song that's sad, not you. You've been conned. All those faces I never get. All those numbers don't forget. Nice. I was really getting into it. I was like, I want, You're I want to see out. this. I want to see the live show. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Yes, it was. It was great to finally meet you in person. Yeah. I think it's been more like a an e relationship, an e friendship. Right. We also had to like reschedule a couple times. Yeah, I'm like sorry about that. Things that happened in the world. Yes, I think you had a business trip, yeah. and then my friend had her 40th birthday party. So. My business trip. <laughs> yeah, no, I had, to to, I had to go to North Carolina. Oh, nice. How was it? It's cool down there. Chapel Hill. That's a cool town. I've never been. Small. Never Great been. barbecue. Good barbecue. Yeah. <gasps> Lots of live music. Nice. And um, where else would you recommend going? In the world? <laughs> In the world, yeah. Um, Vietnam. It's a travel show. I've never been, but that's, my, that's, that's where I want to go next. I bet the food is really yeah, good. Yeah, just for that reason alone. I want to go to no, I, I think, like, just touring through Vietnam would be, like, 
the trip in every way. I mean, we're touring like as a tourist. Not, yeah, it'd be great as a band too. I don't know. Yeah. If that's what, I, don't, I don't know if it's a thing. <laughs> Play in the fields. Yeah, totally. <laughs> have the acoustic setup. I don't Going know. They wouldn't, the river. they wouldn't have a. Like Colonel Kurtz. Like what? Going down the river like Apocalypse Now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Am I dating myself right now? That's right. That's I, just, I watched it a long time ago. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> oh, it's going to be happening soon. So, <laughs> Well, thanks again for coming on by. And we'll be catching. Let us know when you're going to be playing. And we'll make sure to post that on the site. Look, at, look for us on the internets. The internets. On Facebook? Is that the right yeah, one? I don't know. Whatever. Just put it on death and it'll come out. Band. If you just put fake on death, you're gonna get a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> People will talk about how to fake their own Don't death. Don't do it. But figure on death band. Yes. Do it the right way. And stay tuned for more mutiny radio.
Welcome to the new age. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I am the infamous David fucking Stolowitz. Deal with it, assholes. This is Watch and Learn Open Mic. Capitol Bill Crow is off seeing Tom Segura. Mostly listening to stories. Probably having a really good time. The new age didn't turn out exactly the way we thought it would. There were no unicorns. There were no ascended masters descending and filling our hearts with love and light and fluffy bunnies. It's not that bright. So we are gathered here tonight to try to make it a little brighter, even if it doesn't go the way we all thought it would. We have a lovely lineup.
the mountains out towards the old landed man. I've been hearing his name all over the land. Way up yonder on a mountain road, I had a hot motor and a heavy load. I was going pretty fast. Fly Black Classic. Well, what is a vigilante man? Tell me what. MuniRadio.fm.
Greyhounds rocking out tonight to maximum rockabilly. When two punks choose, risk the subway for a tube to Piccadilly. Whose efforts stir fast gangs for glory, another dumb casualty. Having fun. Salvage six, hit a flick, knife flicks. Oh, kiss me. Deadly. Tonight Another battle was won and lost down the bishops and last night The spotlights picked the kids in triumph with a thousand scars in Kiss me, 
Clap it like plastic. Uniradio.fm. Here's more music for you. Sure. 
Come here, you little butterbean, you. Come on! Butterbean, butterbean. Wanna play? 